Hello sports fans, this is Big Jim from the Rugby Pod Pod Pod. Merry Christmas everybody. Hey, what a year it's been of podcasting, eh? We've had prank calls, we've had Bunny Rabbit Gate, let's not talk about that. We've had a few laughs, we've had karaoke, and we even learned that Superman's internal fluids does not give you superpowers. Hope you've all enjoyed it. I'm off skiing. Goody, you'll probably be stuffing your face with turkey somewhere. I'm worried about you because there's a good chance that you'll be pulling on your boots in the coming months. Well, I hope so anyway. We're just hopefully looking to get the podcast to number one. Anyway, uh, we decided to pull a few of the best bits together from this year's episodes. Have a listen, have a laugh, share it with friends, share it with family, and hopefully no one gets too offended and takes it with a little bit of jest. Uh, Let's try and get Goody back on the pitch this year. So if we can get to number one, like I said, we'll both be coming up to your rugby club. Goody will be playing, I'll be coaching, and we'll have a few beers after and we'll have a good crack. Enjoy your Christmas, everyone. We'll be back at the beginning of Jan to ruffle up a few feathers. Anyway, from Big Jim from the Rugby Pod, ho, ho, ho. Yeah, so we've got Steve Hansen coming up shortly. How have we got this? So I used to work for Radio Sports. So I've got, well, I wouldn't say I'm friends with him, but I've got a relationship with him. I just emailed him. people, right? Uh, he's on a small place. So. <laughs> 6.30 in the morning. He's having a full English, isn't he? He's down by the spoons. You have yeah, spoons? Steve here. Hi, Steve. It's uh, Andy Rowe calling from the Rugby Pod podcast. Just uh, thank you very much, first of all, for uh, talking to us and, and giving us the time. I know it's early in the in the day over in New Zealand, 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Quickly, Steve, um, just another convincing performance by your side over the weekend. Um, you must be pretty happy with the way things are going. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh you know, it's, um, you know, Argentina, they're, they're a good side. And the scary thing is they're only going to get better. And that's probably a product of being in the rugby championship. And whilst the scoreline might look a little bit lopsided and face value, it, it doesn't truly tell you how competitive those blokes were for 50 to 60 minutes. And as soon as they can create some depth like, like we have, well, the rest of us better watch out because they will be a force and will rugby, mark my word. Steve, Andy Good here. Thanks for, for coming on. Um, just a quick question. Obviously, post-World Cup, um, again, congrats for that. We, we can only say well done. Post-World Cup, Thank you me. lose Carter, McCaw and, and Mielamu and all the experience you do. And you bring in this new wave, these new wave of players and uh, the standards have gone up. Where do you see any work-ons or weaknesses for the All Blacks at the minute? Because from this side of, of the world, we don't see any. Um, and obviously, with the Lions coming up, um, you know, we need to find a little chink of light somewhere with a hope to to be competitive and, and try and uh, try and beat you. Yeah, well, good luck with that, old son. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, we're, we're always we're always working on everything. There's there's not one thing that we we look at and say, well, the lineout's a little bit sketchy, or we're we're not as dominant in the scrum, or we're, we're constantly working. So. Yeah, to answer your question, we're we're not the perfect team. I'm not saying that we are, uh, but yeah, good luck trying to find that chink in the armour. Because um, <laughs> when when the Lions do come down here, we and and all the other Super Rugby franchises are going to give them a bit of a hurry up. Let me tell you. And we've got Jim Hamilton on the other line, uh, Steve. Um, Jim, do you have any questions you you want to put to Steve Hansen? Well, I was just interested to know. Like, obviously, we look at um, New Zealand. A lot of us look at like the Super 15 and even in the Premiership and when we go into European games, a lot of clips will get drawn up 
we ever analysed? You know, is the Premiership have shown there? Obviously, Saracens have had a successful couple of years. Well, the, yeah, the, the primary focus is always from within. So while we do pay attention to other competitions and the other teams around the world, we, we like to look at ourselves. And so when when we know that we're strong, we we don't really have to pay too much attention to what's going on abroad because... Well, we know, we know we're better than you, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Obviously, um, with the Lions coming over, um, they're going to be led by a Kiwi in uh, in Warren Gatland. Will he get a load of abuse or will he be welcomed with open arms? Well, Gats is a good bloke, and so it's, it's never in question that he'll, he'll be accepted uh, with open arms. Uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a good Waikato guy. Uh, a lot of supporters back here. And... Uh, yeah, he's. I guess the the main thing is he's, he's not a dick. So um, you know, people back here still love him, even though he's chosen to play his trade overseas. And it's it's an exciting time uh, to to have Gats coming over. And um, I, I can't wait to see what he's got up his sleeve and and if he can tip us up. Well, thank you very much for um for taking the time to to chat with us. Uh, do you, um Jim, do you have any more questions from your end, mate? No, 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 no. It's just awesome listening to you know, Steve and how successful they've been. It's uh, it's uh, it's good. So appreciate him coming on. One thing I will say, Steve, mm. just before you go, you still got yeah. a, a soft touch for Wales, uh, having spent some time over here. Well, yeah, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was uh, when I when I was told that I was going to be talking to you, Blake. So I did a little bit of research, and um, and I know that you you said that. Uh, you know, New Zealand coaches, they, they come to the UK, but quite often they don't adapt and they end up being failures. And I was, I was just interested in, in that. <laughs> because what, what, what is your definition of a failure? Because, uh, you know, it's an interesting term, that one. Graham Henry, he coached in the UK. And 2011 World Cup, he wins it. I, I coached in the UK. I've won a Rugby World Cup. So I said, we don't do... Too badly now, do we? No, you, you don't. Know, you don't. And, and I may, I may have been taken out of context. What my, my, my point, and, Steve, and was when I, when I look in the mirror, I don't see a failure staring back at me. <laughs> what do you see, Goody? No, I, well, I, I, I see the blobby from old house party. Yeah, what I see about myself is a is a happy go lucky guy that's put on a bit of weight, likes a beer. But um, <laughs> um, no, listen, yeah, my, what's my point. Going on with that lid, son? Yeah, it's been. It was growing back. He's coming back strong. Um, I've taken some from the back and put it from the to the front. Um, oh, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. You don't mind a beard the yeah, size of you as well, do you? You played the first five, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I tried to. I tried to. Yeah, just a, directing a side around the park. I mean, you can direct me to the buffet, old son. <laughs> well, no, you, that's because you're first there, I think. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, and look, look at the state of me. I know my way to it. <laughs> yeah, now, my, my point was, in my defence, was there's been a fair few New Zealand coaches that have come to the Premiership, and I just said the Premiership. Um, and that's what I meant in terms no, of, and haven't been as successful. Brewer wasn't particularly successful at Sale, and obviously Buck Shelford uh, in my time at Saracens, and uh, Tom Coventry last year at Irish, and they're all fantastic coaches when they're in right. My point was there's a difference between coaching in New Zealand and the, the New Zealand way, and understanding the Premiership. But I'll take my um, I'll take my my abuse from you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to I was just trying to stick it to you. I like you it. Know, I can't forget I, I can't forget someone who hung out uh, DC to dry. You know Dan Carter, 
Yeah. He's a protected species in he this is. country, just like Richie. You mess with him, and you mess with the whole country. <laughs> yeah, you I know. become public enemy number one. I know, so, I know. I got him just once. Ask I caught... Craig Cooper. Yeah. Just ask Craig Cooper how much he likes New Zealand. Very true, very true. I don't think he's born and bred there, wasn't he? He doesn't like it. He gets a lot yeah. of stick there. Yeah, he, he ran away because he couldn't handle it. <laughs> very true, very true. All right, yeah. Steve. Uh, Jim, before... I need to say something to you, Jim, because you threw my old mate Vern under the bus. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about that rabbit story. Yeah, Vern rang me, mate. Vern rang me, and he was not happy. But he said that. Oh, but he um, wasn't. Yeah, so I've told him if he, if he picks me again nasty. for Scotland, yeah, if he picks me again for Scotland, I'll take it back. So I'm just waiting for that. <laughs> Went for the cool, Jim. It must be a cultural thing because. Uh, if you did that here in New Zealand, you'd be a national hero because rap rabbits are a pest. <laughs> uh, we've had I'm, some front page headlines. I'm 22 taking pot shots at the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I'm not allowed to comment, Vern said. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Thanks, Steve. Love your humour as well. It's good to see uh, an absolute legend of a coach that's the current world champion and, and, and going so well. You've also got a brilliant sense of humour in abusing two no, very you average rugby players. Take too seriously, no, though, I like it. I like it. Good man. Thanks for coming. Thanks a lot, boys. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, Steve. Oh, can we can we get him back on for a quick, quick second just to say thanks to stuff here? Yeah, yeah. What a good bloke. Yeah, mm. come on. Bloody English, bloody palms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Steve. Um, sorry, we just cut you off there. Um, just wanted to say thank you very much for coming on here, mate. Appreciate that, and um, and good luck for the season. Kind of you, thank you very much. I also just want to say to um to to Jim and to Andy Good um that it's actually uh, my friend Goran, uh, a friend of mine from back in New Zealand. <laughs> that that just, just been chatting to you, pretending to be Steve Hansen having you on. Oh wow, he's a pundit. Are you taking the pet? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy that? It was pretty insightful stuff, wasn't it? That was, that was good. It actually, it probably sounded as if he would sound. You um, want to have seen how red Andy Good's face was whenever he was giving you. Good. Are you taking the? Are you taking the mitt? Jim, Jim, how are you getting on over there, mate? Well, mate, I'm sat in a bloody car park, mate. Um, like wondering what the hell's going on. Was that Steve or not? No, no. it's not Steve Hansen. It's my friend <laughs> Goran Paladin. Uh, from a radio yeah. sport in New Zealand. That is a hell of an impression. You got me up out of bed at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve. Oh, mate, that was outstanding. Yeah, so um, he he does a lot of uh, Coach Steve impersonations for for radio sport, yeah. and it's a it's a regular feature in New Zealand. Um, Goran, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, you should have seen the the bead of sweat that was dripping down Andy Good's face. <laughs> I'm like amazed that. Steve Hansen could come at me about getting to the buffet quicker than him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that, to be fair. Man, I can't believe you said yeah. that you listened to the show. I was like, Steve, you've been listening in, mate. He's done it? some research, hasn't he? Yeah. Hey, look, he's a well-researched man, but I'm not. <laughs> pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Um, well, I don't really have any drinks with Jim anymore. I think he's Mrs. Hosserens now. Um, probably after the summer of 2015, was it your Snapchat story, Jim? What's that? What happened Ooh, with the Snapchat story, Luke? You know, when you went to Monaco and you were filming on the Snapchats and you didn't realise that your missus' sister followed you on Snapchat. <laughs> Come on then, let's hear the what story. Do you want to hear the story? <laughs> All right then. So, uh, basically I was at Montpellier at the time. I'm trying to speed through because it is a long story and we don't want Naz on here too long. Cheers for that, Naz. <laughs> did think about that. Um, and I got invited to go to Monaco. Uh, never been before. Didn't really know the scene. My mate, actually, Kovskin, the other Kovskin, works as a fuelman for Russia. so I thought, head down to Monaco, it's down the road. 
uh, Beck's like, where are you going? So they're heading to Monaco. She said, oh, am I coming? I was like, no, nah, I'm just going down to see a mate. Should be a quiet weekend, like, you know, watch the racing. Headed down there. My agent at the time has sorted me out to go on a boat, like, just to watch, like, the, the qualifying the day before. Went on this boat. It was a corporate event, a corporate thing. And actually, um, the guy off Top Gear, what's his name? Jeremy James Clarkson. May. Jeremy Clarkson was on the boat. Absolutely flippered out of his head. And anyway, I took a couple of pictures of the boat, scenic place, right on the chicane. Posted it on Instagram. Next thing, my mate Max Evans, uh, who played for Scotland with, uh, texted me and said, mate, you're in Monaco. Come down and see me. I was like, well, where are you? He said, I'm on Chris Evans's boat, about five or six boats down the, down the way. I said, all right, I'll come down then. As I'm walking down, this guy shouts, holy shit, this damn Bulzerian. Like this like black guy. I'm like, are you taking the best, mate? Look, fucking noodle arms. <laughs> got my vest on. Um, anyway, he invites me on for a drink. Um, he's got literally a table in front of him, which I think he must have been baking cakes because the, uh, <laughs> the, <amount, laughs> the amount of flour that was on the table. <laughs> um, and he showed me around his boat. He had, basically, he was that rich that he had a, a, a fish tank as a swimming pool underneath, like a glass fish tank, then the swimming pool on top. Stayed on there for a bit. Turns out he was a producer with Dr. Dre. Got off that boat, Karen. I felt like the man. I didn't. I didn't look. I didn't help you him. Still claim, you still At this point, you're still saying you're Dan Bill's area. Exactly, but I didn't help him bake a cake. So I walked out. <laughs> so next thing, I'm on Chris Evans's boat. Okay, I'm on there with. Noel Edmonds who oh, actually yeah. I ended up sleeping I actually well, I you ended up sleeping with Noel Edmonds yeah. <laughs> I was actually I was sleeping on an owl sofa that, that evening next to Noel Edmonds Noel Edmonds but we'll say that I was spooning him so anyway all, all the while so I'm speeding through the story I was taking Snapchats it was quite new Snapchat at this time yeah. Snapchatting this Snapchatting that Snapchatting uh, Cristal Snapchatting the views, Gaston. <laughs> um, Snapchatting Stephen Nelson and Noel Edmonds. I've then gone to an, an event in the evening for Red Bull. Next thing, I'm with Reggie Bush. I'm with Justin Bieber. I'm in my vest, I'm in my jeans, I've got my leather coat on. I am like, what the hell? Disclosure we're playing. I felt like a rock star. My wife's texted me the next morning. Oh, Jim, how was your night? I've, I'm absolutely dying. Noel Edmonds farting on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Did you blow Joey's hair? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, his mullet smelled unbelievable condition. <laughs> so next thing, we're lying on the sofa, he's farting away, I'm drinking champagne with gold bullets in it, Chris Evans is on the bed upstairs. Ron Dennis stayed on the boat as well. I'm like there with Kovsky and like, Mention what the hell is going here. has got to be. Just, <laughs> I'm missing something. Haven't anyway, so I've Snapchatted all these pictures. Tell the wabbers that. I didn't. My wife's not on Snapchat. You know, she's got the kids at home. She texted me and said, oh, how was your night then, Jim? And I thought, well, I just text back, quiet. That was it. <laughs> Next thing, I'm getting these messages. Are you taking the piss out of me? Like, what have you been up to and stuff like that last night? And I did, yeah. So I was meant to be staying in Kovskin's hotel in the next town down from Monaco. So hell of a night in Monaco. Cheers for bringing that up. Did, uh, question, did, Ko- did Kovskin stay on the boat as well? Kovskin stayed on the boat, yeah. And, and it, well, yeah. with him and, and so, <laughs> so basically, Kovskin, uh, he had a pair of Lacoste shoes. He's a he's horrible a bloke. Man. He's a horrible bloke, but it takes the best pictures. As he's walked off, as he's walked <laughs> off the boat, he has taken Noel Edmonds' boat shoes. <laughs> he's taken them with him. <laughs> <laughs> with him. So he's walking around the pit lane doing the, uh, the fuel stops in a pair of uh, boat shoes that probably cost 500 quid. Oh, nice. <laughs> so Noel Edmonds, if you're listening, mate, I miss you, big fella. Your hair smells lovely. He's not big. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Do you think um, you'll ever come back into the game? Is no. there any chance you'd, you'd get no. back into it? I'll be on the sidelines talking about it. That's, a, that's Do you think you could if you wanted to? No, absolutely not. Do you think I've made that. I've made that point. 
I didn't do pre-season last year. Um, had four months off and then waddled around a field and helped Newcastle stay up. And that's as far as it was going to go. If you, if there was any chance of you making a comeback, how would you go about it? Who would would there be anyone that you could call to um, maybe facilitate that? Any coaches that you're still tight with? Any- I tight with a few coaches. Um, I suppose someone that I'd go for advice is, would be. You talk about fitness and nutrition and things like that. Perhaps James Haskell. You know, he's always blogging about fitness and how to get rugby fit and what to do. I think he's just bought a new book out or something, hasn't he? I don't know. Are you friends with him? Yeah, that's a good mate of mine. If you, would you be able to call him now and maybe see if he could... Yeah, we'll give it a try, can't we? Should we give it a go? Oh, it'd be bloody brilliant, wouldn't it? Well, whether, whether he answers or not... Is do you want to say he's with me or not? His nemesis. Does he know you? <laughs> <laughs> I know him. He? Let's have a look. Let's see I just got with Haskell once as well, in the tunnel. Did you? Yeah, Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh versus Wasps in the European Cup. In the tunnel? He actually filled me in, <laughs> to be fair. You had a scrap in the tunnel? We had a scrap in the tunnel, yeah. That's unclassy scrap. Yeah, I know. He, he judged me. Vickery had my hands tied behind my back and the asshole's whacked me in the eye. Well, let's, let's give him a call then, shall we? Sure, yeah, we give him a call. I'll, I don't know what you can say to him. I don't know what this is about. You can apologise. Tell him he's having it. No, he's not going to answer the Vodafone voicemail service for... Nah, leave it. See yeah. if, he, he might, if he calls me back, well, yeah. he won't. I doubt he will, though. He will at some point, but not. Oh, that's Ask my boy. Hello, mate, what's up? How are you, boy? Are you well? I'm all right, I'm all right. What are you up to? How's your foot? Yeah, it's going to take a long time, but it's just fucking annoying, you know? Is it? Yeah, it's going another four months, another fucking however long not walking. It's just a ball ache. Oh, really? It's, it's annoying. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not, I've got a bit of a voice... Uh, that I need from you actually oh yeah and oh mate it's just a, a quick one really thinking about coming out of retirement again right I thought you were going to laugh then for a minute coming out of retirement again yeah thinking about it thinking about it between me and you obviously uh, I've done fuck all training wise for a long time now right um, and obviously you know you're pretty switched on but about fitness and diet and all stuff like that um, yeah I just wanted a bit of advice on that you're, you've got your book out or something haven't you yeah yeah I mean yeah I think about four weeks. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine to, to to do stuff. You just need to get a plan in place and start and start start ASAP. The biggest thing for you is going to be diet and doing some some fitness stuff. But, but you know, trying to get yourself back into shape. I mean, I, I would do um, I do some hit training every day. Hit training. Hit training. So like. Oh, high intensity uh, stuff. Yeah, that's what I would do. Um, can you hear me? Is it? Yeah, yeah. No, I've got you, mate. I've got you. So you know, start really easy. Twenty minutes. A little circle. Something like you know, get on a get on a bike or, a, or whatever you can do for your knees, whatever it is. Get on there and do um, twenty seconds. Um, you know, sort of a good good pace, sort of you know, as fast you can, or, or a trainer or, or, or treadmill, whatever you want. Uh, rest rest forty five, then go and do some body weight stuff. So, what about some abs or something? Well, don't worry about abs. Abs is bullshit. He, he is like, he, the biggest thing to get is diet. And the biggest thing to do with diet is, is if you if you can do this, is wake up in the morning, um, train on empty stomach. Mate, I can't do that. Have you seen the, Have you seen my stomach? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm fine. I mean, but that's what I good advice I would give you. Is train on empty stomach, do 12 minutes work, have breakfast with a, with, a, with some carbs like your porridge or um, you know, stuff like that. Nothing processed, no, no bullshit. And then for the other couple of meals you have per day, through the day, just protein and uh, vegetables, and then you'll and have a snack in the afternoon of um, 
of a protein, like the same protein, no carbs, no processes, no junk, and do that for like a couple of weeks so, so you shifted some pounds or whatever. And then, um, you know, do that like three times a week and then just do some running stuff. Um, running? Then, yeah, well, I mean, that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, mate, you've seen me run. Waddle. Waddle. But, but I mean, that, that's, what I'm, yeah, that's what would really make a big difference because you, you shift the weight pretty quickly. You know, if you're only eating carbs once a day post your training, you'll be sweet. Beers? Otherwise, that's it, really. And it's not, it's not rocket science. And um, you just need to get... I know, and I download the app MyFitnessPal. Oh, yeah. In your putting your weight, current details, and then just put in what you're having, get an idea of what calories you should be on, and just go from there. What, what about your book? Is, it, is that all in your book, is it? Yeah, all that kind of stuff in my book. And everything else, that gives you different types of training and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's basically the, the upshot of it. I mean, you don't need to read the book to, 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 get, to get that kind of stuff. There are obviously different stuff. There's, like, different sessions of the book to do with different suggestions of things. I mean, I can send you a copy. If you just if you text me an address, I'll send it to you. And what, um, oh, mate, that'd be awesome. And what, mate, if, I, if it went well, uh, would you endorse the fact that I've used your book or, or not? Yeah, I'll sound Depends what you look like. If you look like a barrel with a head, then, then I love you, but no. <laughs> I love you too, mate. But, so, mate, I'm just doing a podcast. We're having a bit of a wind-up here. <laughs> I'm sat with Jim Hamilton doing a, doing a podcast. <laughs> James? <laughs> oh, I, I, did, I did think there must partly some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, I was trying to be polite, but it's <laughs> <laughs> controversial. Oh, mate, you're alleged. Thanks, Hask. I was just telling him as well the time you filled me in in the tunnel, mate. Pardon? We're just talking about the time that you filled Jim Hamilton in the tunnel as well. Yeah, well, you looked a, bit, a little bit shocked, didn't you? Because you, you were the absolute cobskin and no one had ever raised a fist to you, but I got a cheek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'll let, you, I'll, let, I'll let you have that one, mate. <laughs> he did yeah, say... <laughs> he did say you filled him in to be fair alright buddy thanks mate you're a star <laughs> it's too late now so <laughs> cheers ask. cheers mate pod 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 rugby pod it's pretty hot out there at the moment a lot of talk about the heat yeah. talk about the sweat yeah. boys love to sweat love to get into the pre-season vibe you know if we if we look at look at some of the pre-season stories that have cropped up over the years I remember the South Africans before the 2003 World Cup it was a bit weird they all got naked and uh, hugged in the circle. Oh, I heard that. Neil de Kock told me about that. Yeah. All true. He said they were rolling around in the freezing cold sea, start bollock naked, and there's a few little mushrooms hanging about. Well, did you boys get up to, like, I mean, pre-season, how was that? How, how is that for you guys? And um, anything strange like, like yeah. the South African situation ever come up with you guys? Funny you say that, and I'll try and shorten the story because I don't think, how many pre-seasons you actually, have you done? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was present for 18. <laughs> present, yeah, calf strain, calf strain. So funny enough, and I'll try and whiz through, through that. You might have heard Take this your time. before. Go on then. Take your time. So, um, World Cup this, 2015, here we go. Here we go. Did you go to a World Cup, did you? Vermeer, yeah, Vermeer, no, I didn't go. So basically, we had um, a toughen up old school camp. Uh, we were told to turn up at a five-star hotel in Edinburgh. I was thinking, well, this ain't toughen up. Uh, we've then got on a minibus, gone to Edinburgh Airport. We've boarded a Ryanair flight to Barcelona. Oh, you're really toughening it that up That was now. it, return. Here we go. That was it. No leg room, nothing. <laughs> stag do. Yeah, stag do. Here we go. Vern, you are a legend. No, you're not. Um, so we've gone to Ryanair and we've gone to Barcelona. None of us are allowed leg room. Me and Richie Gray, six foot 20, literally folded up in a seat. We get off the, uh, get off the plane in Barcelona and yellow school buses pick us up. And they take us for hours upon end. We cross the border into France. Uh, cha-ching and uh, as we get through uh, we carry on going we get dropped off at a point four or five hours I can, we, all we can see is loads of mountains there's no water we're like where's the water 
but you should have bought your own. We're trying to toughen up. So the story goes like this. So whatever we were wearing, we were told to, we had to walk for about six hours, seven hours up to a checkpoint up the mountain. Okay, so picture this. And the whole time Vern says, lads, before you go, this is about toughening bloody up. Let's see who wants it. That sounded a bit... So where was Vern from again? That was Chinese. Yeah, so as, anyway, so as we go, we get dropped off at the checkpoint. My, uh, I'm funny enough, I'm with Dr. James Robson, the Lions legend, and Stuart Hogg. Who thinks he's a Lions legend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're literally we're wearing uh, the, the stuff that we've woke up in the morning. So I've got Birkenstock flip flops, pair of shorts, Scotland top. Okay, uh, Stuart Hogg's wearing Havana flip flops, shorts, and he's carrying one of your favourites, a Louis Vuitton bag. That, that, that's oh, a Louis Vuitton right. bag. Yeah. Yeah. Satchel. Got Asp- one. Aspinall. 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 Yeah. I've got an Aspinall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aspinall. Shout out to Aspinall. <laughs> so anyway, we're walking six hours up to this mountain. Okay, and as we get about four or five hours, obviously the feet are getting sore. We're walking over rocky terrain. Uh, we get to the checkpoint, uh, and what we find at this checkpoint is is that we've actually got another four hours to go. So we keep walking for four hours. I'm ended up this time having to carry all Stuart Hogg's gear and the Dr. James Robson, who's borderline 60 years old now. So I've got the defibrillator, I've got my bag, I've got, Louis, <laughs> I've got, I've got the, uh, the Louis Vuitton bag, Lewis. and then we're walking up, and it's probably about nine o'clock now, so it's getting pretty cold. And we have you had any water at this point? Uh, yeah, we have had water. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we've had water at this point. Uh, and then we actually get to the top of uh, the, the, where we're staying. We didn't know we were staying out there. There's a campfire, but there's cages with rabbits in. They look, they're literally bunny rabbits. And then these <laughs> army guys come out, and by the time everyone's actually got to the camp, some like a bit, uh, um, turn up a little bit later, some are there before. And we're all sat round, uh, and Vern says, and he's, I swear to God, he sat there in full like um, outdoor hunter gear, big jumper, walking boots, he's got a knife. And he's like, right, lads, we've got four rabbits, we're cooking this for dinner, who doesn't want to kill the rabbits? Like Oof. that. So Richie Gray puts his hand up, of course. Mm. Your pussy, Richie. <laughs> uh, Ross Ford, um, Stuart Hogan, someone else puts hand. Right, you four are killing the rabbits. So the army guy pulls this rabbit, this bunny rabbit. It's not even a wild rabbit, I promise. This bunny rabbit. Oh my god! This said this. This is how you need to kill it. <laughs> he's Russian. Sorry, he's yeah, Russian. He's Russian. <laughs> so he's there and he's, he's swinging this rabbit round with one hand. Next thing, he slams it on the floor. I'm not joking. The thing's eyes popped out of his head. And then he cuts his throat and he's like, right, that's how you kill it. So the other three, the boys had to go and uh, kill them. This is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, so Richie, Richie Gray is spinning this thing around. He, you can see he's like, he's a right fairy. He's like, Vern, oh, I, I, I can't slam it. Vern shouts, fucking kill it. Like so Richie and the floor is not dead. So the thing is shaking like mad. There's blood everywhere and he's slamming it over the head with a stick. Anyway, needless to say, the rabbits... Didn't taste that succulent. They were a bit <laughs> tough. So anyway, so we, we had the rabbits. That's all we had. That's all we had for food. Um, and we, okay, so we were around the campfire. Where are we sleeping tonight? So hold on. There's, how many of you are there? 40. All of us. All of us are there. 40. Four rabbits. Four rabbits. Four rabbits. Oh, no, no, no. I forgot to say. No, I forgot to say. There was 35 uh, baguettes. <laughs> dry. Yeah, gum bleeders. Yeah. Proper, gum, proper French gum bleeders. <laughs> Let's kill the rabbits. Yeah, so I, I smashed a whole baguette in that was it. And so we were sat around the campfire and we were like, okay, so where are we sleeping? And Vern says, we're sleeping here. This is where we're sleeping. We're like, okay, sleeping bags. No sleeping bags. No tents. No warm weather kit, we're by a fire. And you've got to think, so there's there's 40 big rugby players sat around a campfire the size of this table. Not with big, it, I've had a big Laidlaw's not big, is he? That's a Yeah, where's he going? Yeah. So we're around here and literally we are freezing all night long. And then, so some of the boys are really struggling with it. Anyway, we get through four in the morning, the, the horns go... Hard. 
Well, like, well, no one's asleep anyway, so you don't need to wake yourself up. <laughs> we go down the hill, and I'm telling you now, Stuart Hogg is struggling like mad. So I'm having to carry him down the hill. And Fern's like, I'm only going to pick guys. Oh, I've managed to do it in English. I'm only going to pick guys <laughs> who want it and show me how tough they are. So I'm now, I'll, I'll show him how tough I am. Got Stuart Hogg on my bag, got the defibrillator, got a Louis Vuitton bag, got my flip flops <laughs> on. I'm walking down there. I'm, I'm going. I'm bloody going to the World Cup. Anyway, it turns out they picked Stuart Hogg. I, I don't get picked and go home. So, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like hell. Yeah. Mate, it was... Oh. Rede- I'd like... I thought it was 2015. How old school could you be? Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Scout Burger's turned up. Oh, I tell you, talk about Scout Burger. Yeah. Love the fact that he said he's going to add value in the pub. Do you read that Do you read that quote in the week? <laughs> yeah. I love that, I love that quote. He's going, to add, he's going to add value in the pub. Yeah, That's good lad. Well, he's in the gym and I'm there and like strength and conditioning at Saris. Winning the Premiership is quite a big thing, isn't it? So I'm there doing my half bench press rest and, and looking over... What are you benching? 155 for one. Oh, no. Matt, I promise you. I promise you. One, I reckon 140. Yeah, I don't believe Jim does 150. Matt, I promise you. Say how much for a shock burger, Not a lot. That was the thing. So I'm thinking, <laughs> hang on, he not, he's not that strong. Then we do a bit of a fitness session at the end of Monday. They call it a blanket fitness. So basically, it's a bit of what bike. I'm thinking he ain't that good on there. Then we play a bit of um, touch games. And next thing, he just runs hard, like the South Africans do. And I go to touch him. Next thing, I'm on my back. He's going, sorry, mate, sorry. And I'm thinking, like, what's going on here? I'm you literally like... Got up a, swinging or? Well, no, like, you know, I'm not like that uh, anymore. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it's, but anyway, and it's just one of... And then, it, like, he, he picked me up and I held his hand. His hand was so... I, I, I sounded sound a bit weird here. Gripped me by his hand. I was like, bloody hell, he's got a strong hand. And then, like, touched him on the back. And it was like one of them, like, just kind of... Well, you're, I'm, I'm actually patting Andy Good at the minute. And it's a lot... <laughs> basically, it's a lot... It's so, Yeah, it's a lot softer Stronger than, than it was. <laughs> Just a hard man, I reckon. I'm not saying he's hard just because he sat me down in training. He's obviously hard because um, we've all watched him play. But I think he'll be a very good addition. I think he just loves playing rugby. He's got farmer strength. That's what it seems. That's what I'm trying to say. Is and that, and, he, lo- and he loves the beer. And he drinks. Love Is that like the um, the whole mentality you hear about it when people go into prison? If you want to, if you want to be uh, respected in prison, you go and you pick out the biggest, strongest enforcer in the team, and you just <laughs> lay him on his ass. Yeah, I think that the, it was. You know, I don't know if if he saw it that way. I think he was just running what he felt was at medium pace. Did he know your name? That's more important. He did. Mm. He did. He called me Nathan when we met. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Hines. <laughs> Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. We'll call this one Fight Club Story. And uh, it dates back to about 2002. I was in my prime. I was in my prime on the drink. Because I don't drink that. I don't drink much now. Hardly at all. But I did like a drink back in the day. Uh, we're out on a Saturday after, after, a, after a first team game. The local crew, myself, Michael Holford, Luke Abraham, oh the Deacon brothers, Harry Ellis, Ollie Smith... Goody was knocking about somewhere in the kebab shop, <laughs> um, and we used to you get went out I mean, with Ollie Smith. Yeah, Ollie Smith was come out. On, mate, yeah, dreaming. yeah, he didn't come out that much, but Harry did. He liked to drink, and uh, we used to convene outside the kebab shop. Goody's uh, steakhouse that we just said. Check where we I used was. To, yeah, we used to play this game called slaps. So me and Holford, you know, we were just like we're a bit rough. You know, we were a bit rough lads, and like we were there slapping each other, and out the mist of the smoke, out of the cold air, rocks up this bloke, skinhead. No teeth, built like a brick shit house. <laughs> and he's like, I'll fucking slap you. Out the blue. I'm like, all right, mate, what, what's the problem? He said, nah, I've had enough of you boys thinking that you're the boys knocking around town, pushing boys about stealing food from behind the bar at the Life nightclub. I'm like, what's going on? And then now, so I've got my mate Michael Holford and all the lads are starting to convene and a few uh, locals as well. And it was one of them, kick his ass, Seabass! Like I've had someone shout out from the crowd. 
So this guy, so I said, go on then, mate, give me a slap. So this guy slaps me around the face, full-blown slap. Open-handed? Open-handed. Yeah. Mate, and it hurt. And um, my mate Michael Holford, Holford was like, Jim, what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? And he's like, he's like, right, me and you down the back street now. So behind the kebab shop. I'm like, what the hell? So this, like, I'm thinking, is this real? Like, you know, what's happening? This guy's a lunatic. So my legs are starting to clatter a little bit. You know, albeit, you know, I've had a few scraps in my cough days um, at school, down the pubs. <laughs> so I've walked around the back and all that I can say has presented me is a scene like Fight Club, mate. So there's broken street lamps, <laughs> wheelie bins, <laughs> dripping taps, and there's about 40 or 50 people there watching. And I'm in here. Now, this is the part where you might not believe, or you might believe. So he's in there. He's in the middle of the circle. And he's there jumping around. He's stretching. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I look over to the Leicester boys, and I'm like, they're like, don't worry, we've got you back. <laughs> this guy's a lunatic. <laughs> Next thing, the guy takes his shirt off. He is ripped to smithereens. He's like, right, shirt's off. I've taken my shirt off. Been back. Belly yeah. everywhere. My belly's hanging out everywhere. <laughs> I've got man boobs. I've been Mount on the candle. Ca- yeah, a mounted, like mounted well, candle. Yeah, mount, Literally. Mount I look like the uh, the old-fashioned Andy Good. Not a great look. <laughs> and we're there. We get into the fighting post. So we're there in fighting stance. And I'm not joking. This guy's bouncing around like Floyd Mayweather. And I'm thinking, shit, I'm getting filled in here. And he's there and he's not doing anything. I'm like, well, what's going on then, mate? He says, oh, I'm a counterpuncher. I was like, you what? <laughs> he's like, I'm a counterpuncher. And so anyway, so I throw like a... Like a um, a paper towel, like just a, just a soft one, doesn't connect. Not meant to. Next thing, he puts his head down and starts doing this windmill thing. Next thing, I've uppercutted this guy and <laughs> <laughs> straight on the floor. Okay, straight on the floor. I'm like, holy camoli! I've what a connection. The guys jump back up. He's like, first one to bleed, like that. I'm thinking, what the hell? So then he comes for me this time. There's no counterpunch. Comes down, head down. Next thing, I've got him in headlock. I'm ramming his head against the bin. He's down. Gets up first one to die like this I'm like what is going on so the next thing like it's all kicking off the Leicester lads are pulling me away he's had enough he's had enough um, there's 100 people here at this point <laughs> it's doubled I, yeah. I think he found a lie <laughs> yeah. I'm a local legend but I actually I cried after me, mate, me, me housemate Sam Raven it just all got a bit much but to be fair after that day I changed no more fights True story. That, the, well, the fir- first thing is when he says I've had no more fights, that is a lie. <laughs> yeah. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Don't really watch That's it where now. He gets it well, Jim came on air uh, early on in the show, didn't you? A few weeks back, and he said, "Well, the best thing about Baz is he leads the songs." <laughs> and he starts off he knows the first few words and he hasn't got a clue what's going on and he hopes everyone else joins yeah. in so I thought we'd give, give you a chance now to come out with the whole song on it yes a whole song uh, enough a 30 second segment that you your go to right you're standing there got to impress the team what is the go to oh he's got a go to oh. do you want the actual go go no, to I, I want you to go what you think will go oh, right. <laughs> this is live this is I was going like, to say if you give me a heads up I would have got some lyrics out oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh you got to learn off your phone this is on the spot right well We'll go with that one. Drudge, you want to sing now? Yeah, please do. (coughs) Where it began. Oh, shut <laughs> <laughs> And this is the guy that leads every song <laughs> in the Saracen's dress room. I'll tell, tell you why I'm not when doing it that great right now, because I haven't had any drinks in me or anything. Well, they get, well, get so bottled bottle of that. Oh, there it is. Straight after yeah, Schlager. Mate, all, those, all those scenes from the, uh, from the finals last year. Yeah. It's always yeah. you leading it. There's I, no, I, what, the only thing Jim was a bit bitter about, and this is the genuine truth, you started one that was like, oh, my row, it's oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that. 
And then Jim was like, what about me? Uh, yeah, no, one, no one's made um, a song for Jim. Yeah, no. That's what we need to do. Quinn's fan, uh, Big Jim's on fire. <laughs> Free from desire. Oh, yeah. Big Jim's on fire. <laughs> dum, dum, da dum, dum, da dum, dum, da dum, da dum, when the night woo, is young and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we'll see no i won't no i won't be afraid oh no i won't shed a tear just as long as you stand stand by me so, so darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Began in the spring. Oh, spring became the summer. Who would have thought we'd carry on? Hands. Touching, touching hands. Reaching out. Touching me. Touching you, sweet Caroline. Oh, oh, oh. Good times never seem so. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. And I, I don't want to sit here and bad coach because, you know, it is a hard job. But do you remember Marcel and Lafreda coming over? High five. High five. <laughs> we, need, uh, we need to kick in the balls. Uh, no kick in the balls. <laughs> and he came in. I felt, I felt quite sorry for him because his English wasn't great and... It was just after Argentina had was it was it two thousand seven when yeah. they had that really good. Um, they came third, didn't they? They yeah. came third, mm. and it's because they kept the kicking the balls. Uh, Hernandez kept kept doing the up and unders. Yeah, the Reeboks. Yeah, the, we, you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you were there with him. And I remember that I had a conversation with it. You know, I've had a few run-ins with coaches. I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm kind of love or hate. You know, like one of them. Oh, oh we need you more athletic. We need you more of this. Anyway, so Lafreda's there, and he's like, um, Jim. Um, we want to play you, but not now. We want to save you and play you against Edinburgh in the, in the European Cup. I was like, I said, mate, that is me. I said, I go get go up against me, mates. Make a statement up in Edinburgh. Well, this is when you started becoming a plastic Scotsman, right? No, I was, mate, I was bleeding blue like properly <laughs> at that point. So well, then we played. We played London Irish the week before. I can't remember whether we won or lost, but the boys didn't play very well. And then the, the, the team for Edinburgh got named on Monday, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm in here, boss. No, no, I'm not even involved. So I go to Marcella, say, uh, mate, I thought I was playing. Why you say this, Jim? Uh, you have such a bad attitude, you no play well against the Irish. And I was like, mate, I was doing corporate. I weren't even playing against the Irish. <laughs> See? Bad attitude. Kick at the balls. <laughs> he was going ballistic in the uh, thing. And then I left that year, which was a shame. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. I was on standby for the 05 Lions tour. I've got, a letter, I've got a letter at home that says I am on the standby list. Um, that's as close as I got. Luckily, in hindsight, I didn't make that tour because it was an absolute shambles run by Clive Woodward in terms of picking two squads, having them at different ends of the country. And that's not what the Lions is about. What the Lions is about is bonding as quickly as you can, you know, over a beer, getting to know each other because you don't get to know, know each other on the training field. You know, you can put all the hard yards in. Mm. Some of the team building exercises, like you know, build some crates and make a wall and all that stuff, that doesn't work. No one wants to do that. Trust exercises. Yeah, I'm going to fall in. You close your eyes me. and let me catch you. Yeah, all that. You know, does that work on a short space time? No. What works is going out for a beer, getting to know each other, and, and breaking down those barriers of an Englishman, an Irishman, a Scotsman walking to a pub. The Welshman wasn't invited. No, you, I mean, there's, there's, you know, 
Four Nations, go for a beer, go for a few beers. Eddie Jones promoted it, didn't he, with his New England squad when he took over. Stuart Lancaster was dead against it. Obviously, you know, I'm not saying everyone should be an alcoholic, but I think you need to have some team socials and get out and have a few beers together because that sort of lowers the the boundaries that you've got between each country. And I think that, you know, that's a, that's a way to go. Certainly last time we went to New Zealand, Clive would have got it massively wrong. Do you think this didn't work? I mean, he had a hell of a management team behind him. Do you think maybe he could have done with some sort of social management? Maybe Andy Good on there to get get them out. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the, that, that's the only way I'll ever get an alliance tour. <laughs> social manager, um, just to get out on the beers. Yeah, that's a good idea actually. Let's sort that out. There we go, Warren. If you're listening, <laughs> give me a call. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Can I just uh, do a shout out, please? Yeah, um, absolutely. To my mate FNL Mike from Cov. FNL Mike. FNL Mike. Yeah. Yeah. FNL Mike. FNL Mike's my best mate from Cov. Is he? Do you listen to the show? Yeah, listen. On the way to work, he works in factory at Halfords. He's doing one. He's on the way up. So we had a chat this morning. He wanted. He loves the filthy fifteen. Does he? And I've, I think I've disappointed him because I've said that I've got a great story, and I've not had the balls to say it. Say it. So I can't. I'm not. We I'm can not go saying again. It. I'm not saying it. So FNL Mike. Do you want to know why it's called F and L? Shall I do this in? Yeah, yeah. So when we were younger at college, we've gone out. Was this Cowden? Uh, Henley College in post Cowden. No, this after college, after after school. Yeah. So we um, we're doing an, actually an army course. Not that that's any. It's called public services course. Anyway, we've gone out Icon in Cov. All you can all you can go ten pound. All you can go. Icon's a nightclub. Icon's a nightclub. Right, gotcha. Ten pound. All you can go. Ten pound. All you can drink. That is. And uh, next thing, F and L Mike's disappeared. But he won't F and L Mike at this point. It was just Mike. Um, <laughs> So worried about him because it was absolutely slippered. So I've, to the point where I've rang, it, I've rang his house. And Elaine, his mum, has answered the phone. She called me Jimmy. I said, hey, Elaine. She said, hey, Jimmy. I said, I'm looking for Mike. She said, you're looking for Mike? He is an absolute disgrace. And then she holds up the phone in the air and all I can hear is, effing hell, effing hell, <laughs> screaming in the background. And I'm, I'm well, you know, fair, fair play to him. But yeah, he, he'd taken a girl back and oh, wow. she was screaming effing hell. So, to his mum's house? To, well, he, he was lived there at the time as well. So, And his mum, yeah, wasn't very happy. But ever <laughs> since surprised. then, he's been called effing hell. Oh, so, oh, so it, it was a girl that was screaming effing She was screaming effing hell, oh, yeah. Wow. So... Well, yeah, yeah that's, so, that's F- some Judas. F and L, Mike. There you go, mate. We'll bring him on if you want. Sounds like a great story. Uh, has <laughs> he got any no. more? He's got a few. Let's not bring him on. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Thank you very much, Goody. All right, let's go straight into the filthy 15. We're into inside centre. Okay. So, so, again, I'm struggling with backs, but I have to go for this man uh, because many listeners would have heard of him. He's a, he's a good lad. Be lap. careful what you say now. I, know exactly. I think I know what's coming. Because it coming. is His Royal Highness, Mr. Mike Tyndall. This opens so many oh, legal yeah. doors up. I know. So I have to be careful because obviously, you know, they do. Don't be s- careful. We need to get to number one. Snipers okay. and security staff do look after him and his family. And yes, so. I think me and Go- did you you went to the wedding didn't you because you yeah, were showing yeah. everyone that photo of me naked on a yeah, no, so we were showing that. the queen showing the queen you were todger yeah just the simple fact that he invited us to the wedding so you know like young lads now say mate it was sick as in it was good like I would say that that wedding that we went to was filthy it was <laughs> it was one of the most surreal experiences I've ever been to so I'm there in my kilt because I'm Scotland till I die the wedding's in Scotland and much more Scottish than Tim Visser much more cool. Scottish than Tim Visser and I remember Prince Harry comes up to me and he's absolutely slippered. And he says, mate, that looks like my nan's curtain. <laughs> and I just said, mate, you've got ginger hair. Simple as that. But that wedding, you know, to be there, 
a part of him was absolutely filthy. Is there any stories of him doing the whale? Yes, no, there's not. Um, is there any stories about him slamming glasses? No, there's not. Agudi, have you got any about about? I got many stories on Tins, but I'm just coach uh, Mike. Yeah, le- legally, I'm not willing to say anything. Getting to go to his wedding, speaking to the Queen herself, she said that looked very smart. I mean, yes, really, so you got Talk me through that conversation. So we were in the courtyard in the Holyrood. We were eating canapes, but they weren't cocktail sausages and pineapple and uh, <laughs> they weren't, were pineapple they? and cheese. What you think on a cocktail stick? There was stuff coming out on these porcelain spoons. They might have even been alive. It looked like fish or something. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Back on the dish, and then saw the Queen. She commented on how smartly dressed I was. I like your curtains, she said. No, that's Prince Harry said about the curtain. Oh, but no, she but was she, thinking, she bloody hell, that, that would look good on the wall. She said, "What's hiding behind my curtains?" Yeah, and I'm looking around. I'm looking like around. It. There's snipers on the roof. Actually. There's genuinely snipers on the roof. Surreal. But one of the funniest things about that wedding was, so with Leslie Vinacola, the old Tongan, uh, the, the, the well, England, Tongan descent, played for England on the wing, played rugby league, was one of the best rugby yeah. leagues to ever yeah. play, played at Gloucester. So he's obviously got dressed up for the occasion. You know, so we've I've gone kilt, some of the guys have gone black tie, tin flute, the smartest Armani suit they could bring out. He's gone and hired something that looked like something out of Dumb and Dummy, a white kind of shiny suit with a white top hat that had like <laughs> awfully did that had black stains all around it and so all the lads all the rugby lads were sat on the front row um, of the ceremony with the queen there and he's just sat there and he's you know he's 18 19 stone but my last memory of the wedding was him and I'm not lying bus. I'm it's not making it up no, I'm carrying Prince William out into the out into the garden, trying to take it, trying to kidnap him to yeah. get him on the bus. You're trying to get him on the bus, kidnap him out there, and you've got all you can see that all the secret security. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? Prince Harry's lying in a pool of glass. He's knocked over a glass table, and simply for that reason, for one of the sickest events I've ever been to in my life, it was filthy. His Royal Highness. Coach Mike Tyndall. Coach Mike Tyndall. That's good. That's phenomenal, That's chair. Good. That is good. Yeah. Phenomenal. And, and every word of that is, in Jim's mind, true. So I'm going to take myself away from that. I don't believe any of it because, you know, for legal reasons, uh, you know, none of that happened. Just in case. Prince Did you Harry get to sp- uh, speak to the Queen while you were there? Uh, yeah, it's quite funny. We all stood round. I can't remember whether I stood with you or not, but we all stood round. Everyone's like, oh, when the Queen comes over, we're going to try and, all right, Liz, how you doing? All the lads are just trying to outdo each other. Yeah, I'm going to say this to her. All this, that she rocks up and everyone bows. Everyone's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's pathetic seeing like huge grown men two minutes before said, Yeah, I'm such a lad, I'm going to say this, and they all crumble when the Queen's in front of them. And I was one of them. I'll tell you what, my whole perspective on the royal family did change when I was there. Such normal, yeah, down to earth, yeah, people. down to earth people who were obviously in a position one of power and secondly of public, you know, spotlight being on them constantly. Um, they were good value though. Did you get briefed day. beforehand of how you're supposed you to? Like do sent, it? We got sent loads of security oh, stuff. Didn't yeah, we? Yeah. And we had to you, put our, hand our phones in. Yeah, the phones got handed in. You got sent these emails saying you must do this, this, this. And anyway, what a day! That so, was a great day, wasn't it? Yeah. Ma- Mike, thanks for the invite. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Mac has tried. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Try. Which one? Go talk through. I can't remember. Oh my god! You played. <laughs> Mac was absolutely it's dumbed. dummy. He's gone through. Oh yeah, yeah, he scored yeah, that. that. Yeah, he scored, yeah, he scored that. Yeah, I did say Macko's try. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember. Am I speaking he, French? Or? <laughs> I can't no, remember if he scored that. But all I know, I tell you, Nick Tompkins. Hey, what a lad. Hey, he was out the night before on a date, a Tinder date. Tinder. And date, I did yes. ask him before I came on the show. I said, Matt, I got to mention it. He got called. Literally got called in. He was twenty fourth, twenty fifth man. Uh, Tinder date the night before. I won't say he's absolutely steaming because Kev's always listening. <laughs> uh, but one of them. Successful Tinder date? 
he said it was very successful. He just grinned at me. So, yeah, it's, uh, he's, he's what does a, that mean? Yeah, exactly. It's so. tended big in the team when when you, especially when you're touring, and you know the, you get a fresh batch of uh, people to to match up with when you're touring. No I've, I've travelled around Europe. I no know what idea. it's like. Listen, listen, Jim's happily married. I know. I know. I'm not with saying kids. that Jim is Jim gets on the Tinder, but I'm saying that maybe the oh, team. It's a it's a big thing. Oh, mate, he knows I, what's I, going do on. You know what, do you know what? I used to love it at Wasps, right? Now the Wasp boys when we were in London. They're all, all the young single lads. They're all on Tinder. They're all Which wellness. Ones? Name drop a few. <laughs> <laughs> they're not single now. Okay, <laughs> this is that. a story. So they're all, we're all in uh, wasps, training to act, and they'd be out in London matching every anyone and everyone. Um, and I just used to sit there and just think, listen, lads, you know all these girls that you're matching. They're all doing the same. The, you know, you're matching. You've got six Tinder dates this week. You know, do you think each girl is? Just having you as a date. Oh, like, Christ, you sound like my mom. Well, no, Joe Simpson would be like, listen, Joe Simpson would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Name drop one. Joe Simpson would be like, yeah, mate, you know, she's only got, she's only me. That's it. He goes, well, I've got five or six going away, blah, blah, blah. Carries on. Anyway, we sat there one day having lunch. Two of the boys are messaging the same bird at Tinder, but they didn't know about it. Uh, anyway, so we started getting involved. They arranged a date and we all rock up there. A few of us rock up there. And they realised the web of Tinder is actually quite small. But for all you young rugby playing lads who listen out there, maybe your parents won't agree with this, but if you want to have a man of the match performance in the Champions Cup <laughs> the night before you have a game, Tom maybe not, Kins. hopefully not a school game, what you need ledge. to be slightly older, get yourself on Tinder like young Nick Tompkins, <laughs> man of the match, next England centre. I'll tell you what, whenever I worked in the press office at London Irish, Tinder was massive among players. Big Mikey Mayhew? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I played with, play with Richie up in Newcastle as well. Mm. And they were those two were relentless. Lads, right? we shouldn't yeah. be name dropping. <laughs> name anyone? No way. We're right. Hey, Mako right. Vonapola. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw anyone out there. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. So, guys, we've got a couple of questions from some of the listeners, Facebook and Twitter, and so on. So, this one's from Patrick, and he says, uh, "What do you guys think of the barbarians as a tradition?" Okay. So the Barbarians, I've been lucky enough to tour twice. The first one... Uh, <laughs> the first one was... Uh, Here we go. <laughs> I was a youngster, and Bobby Skinstad was a tour captain, and we uh, played Scotland up in Edinburgh before I realised I was Scottish. And then we uh, got on the plane and went to Georgia, Tbilisi of all places. Now, not to... You know, that's a story for another day, because obviously we want to hear about the more recent one, which was the, the Lions. And we actually played England the week before, Die Young, was the coach uh, tearing his hair out? Not that he had great much. Great bloke, yeah. Oh, he was a top boy. Top bloke. Top boy. He weren't too top in Hong Kong when the boys had been sweating. Yeah. Be sweating there. Yeah. Yeah. Been on <laughs> the Humidity. steam. So I mean, it was a star-studded team, and I'm probably going to miss a few people out. I was that drunk for the majority of it. But Joe Rocker Goslow was playing. Uh, we had Sa- yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had Samu Manoa, Khan Fotualini, Jim the Gooser. We had an unbelievable team. So you thought there's a chance we could run. Uh, the Lions close or even give them the game so we've had 40 points put on us against England I started that game got handed off by David Wilson he ran 50 metres and missed about 8 tackles Big Davey yeah I had, I had shoulder surgery 3 let's weeks not, before hey, listen, let's not worry about the game let's hear about what happened before the game <laughs> ok so in London so oh, Dai Young wasn't very happy with the way that we performed against England because the, you know in all seriousness the traditions of the, the Lions were starting not to become a laughing stock but ultimately we're becoming less competitive unless they the barbars. The barbars, yeah. unless they filled up the team with a load of Kiwis. The minute they put any European players in there, Sergio Parise was there. Martin Castro Giovanni, who likes a drink, was no, um, he? Yeah, yeah, he was doing the fountain on the in business class on the way there, <laughs> <laughs> um, with his Nike Air Jordans on the back of someone's chair. So we've landed in uh, Hong Kong, and it is 
boiling. Mm. Like I'm talking, you know, it's thirty degrees, it's forty degrees, it's fifty degrees. Humidity, it's just Humidity. making you sweat. As so soon we're sweating like mad. First night we get there, we head to uh, Bananas, Joe Bananas, or somewhere in Hong Kong in Wan Chai. Well, there's a bell that you ring. So every time the ra- the bell gets rang, the bell got what? yeah the bell yeah the bell oh, got right. rang. His bell. bell got rang. And Joe Rocagoso rings the bell. Next thing, the guy behind the bar stands on the bar, is pouring vodka, and everyone so everyone's got their mouths open. It's like literally getting vodka pouring all, all over your face. Uh, we're training the next day. Mike Tindall, the coach. Nothing planned. Straight Auckland grid. So we're doing a straight Auckland Auckland grid training session over. So Dai Young brings us in and says, look, lads, you know, we need to take this game seriously. You know, it's obviously a huge exhibition match. I think HSBC's sponsored it a load of money. And um, we didn't want to make a fall out of ourselves. So I don't want to undermine anyone here, but you wanted an honest story, Patrick, so I'm giving you an honest story. Or is it? Um, yeah, here we go. So then we had a night out of the races. Uh, we had Yashvili and Imanol Hardnordiki, who were great blokes. Um, Chevelle. Was this, when, was this when so, they? This was. This is when they said we can't go out. Ban. We, so we want to take this seriously. So then you're like, oh yeah, okay, uh, we're going to go for a night out at the races. So not out of the races, but we're not allowed to drink because the boys have been drinking for the last three or four days on the plane over out in London. So we didn't drink at the races. We we're at Happy Valley, and while we were there, uh, there was an opening of a new bar somewhere in Hong Kong, and we all got invited there. There's a bell on the roof. <laughs> Joe Rockagogo. Go slow, Joe Rocker. Go slow is swinging off the bell. Ding a ling a ling a ling a ling a ling a ling. Next thing, mouths open. There's vodka everywhere. Seven o'clock in the morning, we rot through. Pick up the moulded boots. Another Auckland grid. No scrums then. No scrums. No line outs. We're going old school. Luckily, the team gets named. Dies like, yeah, Jim. I don't think you're quite ready to play against the Lions. Didn't play that well against England. Struggling with shoulder. You're on the bench. I literally could have hugged him and said, "That's the best news I've ever heard." So. Um, we have a night off night before the game there's a load of stuff in the media saying that the game's potentially going to be cancelled because of the heat and the humidity it's dangerous for the team to be played it was actually in the paper so Joe Rocker goes slow Simon Manoa come in Casey la 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 who what a quality player he is come in there lads night before the game think the game's cancelled does anyone want to go out and get a bit of a bite to eat I'm like mate there's no chance if there's a slight smidge of the game's on I get three minutes I need to get into bed now Next thing, wake up in the morning. Um, I think they've had a later night. I think they've had a bit of food, some glass of wine. Ding a ling a ling a ling, ringing the bell with the vodka. <laughs> Game. Samu Manoa, his eyes are literally, mate, redder than your head when it's been burnt, Judy. They are so red, it's unbelievable. Playing against the Lions in the warm up, you can see we are dying. The Lions are primed. Like our mates with Richie Gray, who was on there, and they're looking lean, they're looking fit, they're looking angry. And we're there, absolutely hanging. Does Richie Gray know your mates? Or <laughs> yeah, we swapped shirts. Yeah, we okay. swapped shirts yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. I helped helped him develop into the player that he is. That's what he said. <laughs> and then ultimately got fifty points put on us, um, which is quite sad, really. So mm. it's quite funny and it's quite sad in a way. Um, as I said, the Barbars normally perform well when they're full of Kiwis, like you know when they played England a couple of years ago mm. as well. But it's difficult now because rugby, them old school traditions, which me and Andrew Good obviously love and that's a big part of why we play the game seem to slowly be subsiding naturally because of the way that the game's moving on but that bar bar still has that element of it and as I say the Kiwis can operate drinking seven days a week 
and going out playing because they're naturally gifted. You might think that I've opened up Roca Coco and uh, Sammy Manoa and Casey Lalala, but they were three of the best. Lalala, they were three of the best players on the pitch. <laughs> anyway, so they've gone and done that, and they were absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Coach Mike Tyndall, on the other hand, the old Auckland grid man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Coach Mike, no wonder you're not coaching now. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. I think it's probably only fair that Andy Good maybe does a forfeit of his own at some stage. Yeah. Not necessarily well, tonight, well, but... When you say do a forfeit, mm. you have to lose a bet to do a forfeit, surely. Or that has to be some sort of. You can't just say I do a forfeit. Well, I mean, I think we should do. A weight challenge. Weight challenge? So you nah. can't go over X amount over Christmas, Goody. We're looking after your <laughs> no, health. this is my first Christmas when I've not been a professional rugby player. But that doesn't that hasn't mattered a difference Still to anything that you've done. <laughs> Can we get some scales in for next week? No. I'm going to bring some in from home. Goody, I'm looking after your heart, mate. All right? I'm looking after you. My tickets are all right, mate. Mate, when you go to the toilet, you need to be able to see the old boy. I'm just worried about it, you know what I mean? <laughs> it has to be something around Christmas, though, doesn't it? Yeah. And Goody. Yeah, we'll have a thing. We'll have a thing. Any suggestions through Facebook Live would be greatly appreciated. I'll join in as that. I ain't bothered. What What would you do? Would you Would you make a Would you make a comeback? Because everyone's always talking about Andy Good making a comeback. Would you Would you make a comeback? You want to see the gloves out again? Do would love to see the gloves. Samurais. Maybe like for a maybe a. Maybe a lower league team or something. Yeah, let's be I'd honest. Be- there's, no, there's no Premiership team. I'm Brist- I said no to Bristol. There's no one else keen, is there? Although Worcester are struggling. Yeah, only six points clear of Bristol. Yeah. Uh, well, I yeah, let's do it. Let's let's find a. What you'd actually come back and play play maybe twenty minutes, steam off the bench. Oh, I've got forty in me. You got forty in you? No, I haven't. But I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go lower leagues for a game. And well, on that. One of the biggest names at Kettering Rugby Club has just joined. Connor Horgan, our biggest fan. He's yes, been talking, Connor. He's been talking about you making a comeback. It could be for the mighty Kettering. Oh, it could be. That's what, something that we could do, actually. We'll get Andy Goode a run-out for a local club team. Hold on. It, won't be, it, it won't be a run-out. Let's clear that. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, be a, it'll be a waddle and a walk. That's okay, we could do it. And we'll all join in. We'll all come and support. Even I'll come along. We'll, get along. we'll even commentate it. Yeah, we'll, we'll commentate yeah. it live. There we go. So you've heard it here first oh, on the rugby pod, 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 pod. We need to think of the bet. It's got to be just something to do with your weight. Has to be. What do you think of weight? I think your weight in kgs. Kgs, only kgs. 108. You think I'm 108? 108 kgs. <laughs> <laughs> Lower. What about getting us to maybe a Christmas, Christmas number one? Or oh, sing song. No, just the podcast. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. If we get to number one in sports... And sports podcast in the UK. Yeah, Andy Good is making a comeback. Cheers. Oh, yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> well timed. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. So if we get to number one of the podcast. UK sports podcast, Andy Good will come and play a game of rugby for your club. Yeah, how do, how do we choose the club then? Well, we're going to have to work that out, aren't we? Yeah, we'll find. We, we'll get the we'll get the social media guys to to work something out. It's not our problem, is it? Yeah, something my, lo- my local. Or something. Yeah, my local rugby club would be Beaconsfield Rugby Club. Yeah. Not a bad club. I'll come down and coach. You'll come down on, on, on that day. I ain't coming in the week. <laughs> Barbars. <laughs> Barbars style. They've just come back Kettering. You get 10 beer tokens a game as well. Oh, oh, oh I'm playing. That's I'm an playing. early bid. That's an early bid. <laughs> yes. Send your bids in then. All right. So now now it's all on. It's uh, on. So if we get to Christmas number one podcast and the sports podcast in the UK, Andy Good is making a comeback. That'll be horrible. I'm still going to monitor your weight over Christmas though. <laughs> I'm looking out for you as a friend. <laughs>